Dabi here, and today we have a new episode in the Art of Dabi podcast, and today we'll talk about what to find when you're trying to create your work. And I've thought about this because in the last episode, I discussed how to create freely, like what's stopping me from being able to just, like I was, I was trying to tackle being able to just create stuff, create artwork imaginatively and just being able to dump all of that out, but at the same time not be drawn back or held back because because if you have or because if you can draw, illustrate, paint, whatever, and you're free to, to do whatever you want or to create, to illustrate whatever you want, uh, that amount of choice can stop you. Um, it's the whole paradox of choice thing where you have... If you have a lot of choices in front of you, you're less likely to be able to make a choice because you're just overwhelmed with the amount of choice. So more options, more choices um, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be productive. It, it, it's nice to have those options, but the paradox is you're, you can get an, uh, paralyzed with analyzing which choice to make. So that's kind of the struggle of being able to create freely. And so I think I talked about how to set limits to, uh, and I think that's the, the main solution takeaway that I have from that past or the, from the last episode, um, trying to limit that freedom in a way. Um, so it's kind of a weird thing where to create freely, you have to limit that freedom because you, you'll end up not being able to move forward. So, so that's the whole concept of my last episode. And I think if I'm going to go this route where I, try to limit my freedom towards some kind of direction. I need pointers to help or landmarks to help guide me so I'll know when I'm on the right path. And I think I've thought of three things that I think can help me along the way in this process of being able to just create freely because I haven't been really, I've been working on art, but not really at the same time because I haven't been focusing on I mean, I have been doodling and practicing, like doing lots of exercises on the side, but I haven't really done like full pages of sketches or um, like full paintings, like none of that arts, actual art stuff. And I think that's such a bad thing to do because if you're going to be like an art person, <laughs> you, like an artist, you obviously you need to be able to actually create something right so not having a portfolio not having a body of work is something that i need to uh, work on and that's the thing that i'm going for especially this year to be able to, to to just you know just dump all of it out create lots of uh artwork i mean i've done it for this podcast i've done a bunch of episodes by now um i'm way past 100 i'm closing in on 200 episodes um, i want the same thing for my artwork and not just art but also for my channel my youtube channel I want to be able to market myself uh, via video through YouTube. And I think YouTube is a great platform to be able to express this process or this attempt, I guess, or this journey of mine. So so what, what should I look for to help guide me? Uh, what, are, what, what are these landmarks to look out for when I'm doing this uh, thing? First of all, I I have to be able to enjoy it. If it's something that I don't enjoy, if I don't like doing something, I'm less likely to do it. Now, when I mean enjoy, I don't necessarily mean happy because emotions fluctuate. Uh, sometimes you're sad, sometimes you're mad, sometimes you're happy. 
sometimes you're just not feeling it. You know, you have bad days or bad weeks where you're just not going to be in your A game. Sometimes you're just tired. Sometimes, you know, life happens. But uh, what I mean by en- enjoying it means it's something that's valuable to me that I would rather be doing this <laughs> than anything else. And it's really cool because not many people can do this. So I do have the opportunity to be able to pursue this craft. And I am very, I'm, I am very privileged to be able to do so. So why waste why waste this opportunity, right? So I do know I enjoy the, the craft of creating, but what should I actually create? There are many things to create, so I have to be able to um, limit myself by picking subjects or topics that I actually enjoy for now. Uh, what comes to mind is, you know, I'm really interested in the anime <laughs> realm, so anything that's related to anime may be doing like I love the way people express emotions in the anime style. I love the caricature or the style of it, like the way it looks, um, the aesthetics, the the proportions. So I would love I would love to explore that too. So it's something that I actually somewhat enjoy. Uh, I'm not always going to be happy like doing it, but it's something that I'm very interested in. Another way of saying you enjoy something is uh, you're interested or highly interested in it. So there's that, but there's also like creatures and mechs because I'm very influenced by concept art, especially for games or films, mainly the mechs and the the creatures or maybe creatures more than mechs. So how can I incorporate that into my path or journey? Who knows? But I do know it's something that I enjoy uh, or that I'm highly interested in. I mean, anything really. I'm very, I'm easily inspired by other people's work. So it's going to be hard for me to limit this down but um, I have to just make sure before I can even proceed is this thing I have to ask myself is this thing I'm doing something that I actually enjoy doing myself something being good something looking good or looking interesting doesn't mean you're actually going to want to do it yourself it's kind of like going to a museum seeing a fabulous amazing art piece sculpture or painting you'll want to experience it maybe even take a picture of it but would you want that piece in your own room? Sometimes you'll find things beautiful and amazing and interesting, but you don't necessarily want those things in your life. So maybe another way, again, or of another way of saying you enjoy something is, or at, the, at least in this context is, do you want that in your life? Is it something that you actually want to incorporate in your life? And if the answer is yes, I mean, when, when something is a part of your life, when you choose something to be a part of your life it's not always going to be as enjoyable for example working out training exercising it's not always pleasurable but it's something that's um i think for me anyway that i can't not do like it's it's, it's part of my routine and i actually choose to do it and i'm happy that i'm doing it happy meaning i'm not joyful always i'm not smiling when i'm training <laughs> but uh, i'm glad i'm satisfied i'm content with my choice of pursuing it, of making it a part of my life. So do you want this topic of, or this subject of art to be a to-, uh, to be a part of your life? So maybe that's something that you should consider. And it's definitely something that I'm going to consider moving forward. So aside from enjoying it or wanting something to be a part of your life, um, I have to be able to sustain it because if I can't sustain it, I may want it to be a part of my life, but if it's, but if it's too complex to, uh, too rigid if it's too complex i'm going to it's it's kind of like having a bunch of choices or lots of choices you're going to end up not choosing and not being able to move forward 
So it's going to slow you down because of that complexity, that weight of that subject may be too big for you, maybe at least for now. So you want to find a subject that's within your lane, not too big, but not too small. Something that's manageable and something that's uh, sustainable that you can move on with, that you can carry forward and actually do for a long period of time. And you can always adapt and change things and add to things, subtract things as you go. But the idea of being able to see things long term, uh, seeing things or seeing it in terms of can you actually sustain the activity or the subject that you're doing um, for me? Um, I do know not safer work art does make a lot of money and like there's a clear no question market for it. I mean, yes, there's competition, but it's actually something that I like to do. Now, the issue is I don't want to be limited to that. Um, I'm going to reference Kim Jong-gi. Uh, he, he is known for his um, erotic artwork too, but he has a wider range of subjects. So he's not limited to just his naughtier um, work. I mean, in, in his last... Later years, I believe he kind of toned it down. He he did tone it down because of the the reputation he had, and the he just had he had a bigger audience, and obviously his his under like Super Annie, this Korean art company or uh, group. So he had to abide by certain rules, I guess, or like he had to sus- subscribe to a certain brand, perhaps. Um, but the point is, I do like that range of his work, that body of work of his, that range. I don't want to be limited like other artists where um, like they can actually fully say they are not safe for work or NSFW <laughs> um, artists because that's pretty much what they only do and that's how they primarily make money. And I don't want that for myself. I mean, I want to do it. I'm very interested in it. And you know, I've always done like doodles or sketches in my notebook. So I, I do have that mind. <laughs> I do have the mind for it, the eyes for it, the the proclivities for it so i'm very happy with that but the thing is i can't do that one thing or that one subject i won't be able to sustain to sustain that i need a bit more variety not that not that many but just i can't limit myself to just to just that one thing and that's an example of me thinking of sustainability like long term do i want to just be doing a bunch of tits and ass and feet and blowjobs. I mean, you know, yeah, as a part of my you know routine or a set of work. But the only thing I think I'm going to suffer having that kind of limitations. So, so you have to think whether or not you want something to be um, a part of your life, um, and you're and you're content, happy with that choice. Uh, but you also want to think of the sustainability of it. Can you sustain? the kind of work you want to do or what you think you want to do. So think of that. But also I think the final thing or the final landmark or pointer to consider is, is there actually a market for that thing? Now, in, in my last example, I mentioned not safe for work art. I know it's kind of out there and it's not very clean. Obviously it's a bit, you have to be 18 plus, you have to be an adult. So it does limit your market and it only fits a specific audience a niche audience is into this sort of thing so there's that but at least the market is there like there's really no question about um the the financial gains or rewards of being in this lane of art um but given that that's not the only thing i want 
Because if, I, if I'm stuck doing that, that's going to ru- not ruin my brand, but it's going to limit my brand. I don't want to be associated with just that kind of artwork. Um, I want to be a bit more slightly varied, you know? Um, I want to be somewhat of a complete artist in a way. I mean, not totally complete, but just not limited to this one lane. I mean, I do have a podcast. I mean, you're listening to this episode right now, or myself. Just this podcast is an example of me. Like, it's part of my brand. Like, I'm not just limited. Like, it's it's more of like this whole podcast is about it's a bit of a self-development um, tips, advice, mindset kind of podcast. So it shows you that my brand or um, at Art of Davi is like there's a mindset, philosophical, intellectual element to it. Like I'm not just drawing a bunch of random shit, you know? So I want to be able to build uh, more than just one thing. But yeah, so what am I going to market? Like is there a market for say other things, other kinds of artwork? You know, I don't necessarily want to work for in the, the concept art industry for games or films or any kind of media. So what can I do independently? Again, aside from the whole not safe for work art thing, because um, I want to do a, a bit more than that, kind of like Kim Jong-gi, kind of like, um, yeah. <laughs> so I have to be able to think, can my work or other artwork make, like, is there a demand for it? There must be at least a strong demand for it. Something that's not highly populated or highly saturated, something that's low in supply but high in demand. Um, for not safe for work art, I do know I need to be more competitive because there's a lot of artists who are trying to do this thing. So I have to find out how to be um, a bit more niche. How I have to find out how to stand out from the crowd, from my competition. So I have to consider that. But as, again, outside of the not safe for work 18 plus avenue, um, what can I do uh, that can sustain, that can provide value to the marketplace that's actually high in demand i mean right now i'm thinking i'm thinking of education um education is a very powerful way to provide value it's a very dependable way to provide value so maybe i'm thinking um anatomy because that's something that i'm interested in um that i actually i'm not always happy studying anatomy because it's hard but it's something that I'm not exactly I like I don't regret not studying it because it does help me improve and it does help make my artwork more realistic and I get to play more with the the humanoid human forms so that's always a good thing so maybe I can teach um I can do a bunch of like process videos tutorials and such so I think there there is a market for say human anatomy because a lot of us want to be able to Especially aspire, aspiring artists, we want to be able to uh, uh, learn how to draw people because we are people. Like we're very people-centered. Um, <laughs> so to not draw people is a very weird thing. Um, even, even the first things we draw, we draw faces. You know, we try to find ways to simplify, to illustrate and capture the, the idea of someone. Even if your drawings are crude, the fact that we're very... Like we're naturally drawn to ourselves. I think that's a very powerful thing. To, be, to want to be able to illustrate other people is a very powerful thing. So that's something that I can work on. Education. Online. And I think I've also been neglecting for my channel. My YouTube channel. I've done a lot of art reviews where I 
feature a lot of different artists and review their work. Um, I'm basically, I'm inspired by a lot of artists. So um, that's actually how I started my channel, my YouTube channel. And um, in a way, I can provide value that way by sharing and featuring artists. Because that's how I got my first um, 1,000 subs on the channel. And yeah, pe- pe- people wanting to see other people's artwork and finding like, in a way, I'm like a gallery person. I'm not sure what the what the term is, but each gallery, I guess, has its theme, has its brand. So a lot of the artists I feature are very, um, they're kind of the artists that I personally like, obviously, uh, very impressionistic, very energetic. Sometimes there's anime, mostly concept art. It, right now, it's mostly concept art, but um, in my last videos, I have been featuring some more anime-inspired artwork um, or centered artwork. And um, it's been a while since I've posted a video, like an art review. Um, and I've, I've actually thought of putting that aside, but I think I, I should have neglected it because that's how I built up my channel. And I think I can provide another, like an extra layer of value by um, being by, by sharing people that I, that, that I like, introducing other people to um, really cool, um, amazing, talented, skilled artists. So I can provide value in that way. And not, not just process videos where I talk about my, you know, the steps I took or the mindset that I have for creating a certain something. I mean, that's helpful too, but um, and it, it, there's, there's definitely a market, say, you know, for learning the process of making things, things like human anatomy. Human anatomy is a very fundamental thing. So there's a clear market for it. They just have to find a way to be able to stand out a bit. And, uh, you know, even things like, uh, fan art, you know, people like, people are, are fans of different shows and, you know, especially anime. So if you can find ways to show them how they can draw, like say anime faces or features, I think that can be, it doesn't have to be that complicated, but you know, it's, it's a way to, prov- to provide value. And I think the marketplace would really love, or a good amount of people I think would love to know how to be able to do those things. So if you can, so if you can break things down, um, I think, you know, I think that can work for me. So yeah, you have to think of the market. So aside from tutorials, educational stuff, featuring artists, I guess, is also, you know, like, like I mentioned, is I, it's kind of educational as well because you can um, study their work, right? And you can, like people can study their work or the, these artists work so they're more like they they have a wider visual um style art style range so just knowing that there are other ways or other approaches when it comes to creating art and knowing that there are many styles out there that, that are very interesting that you can actually study and make it a part of your own style i think that's a way of um that can help people and i think that's going i think that falls under education um, introducing people to different styles and techniques and different looks or aesthetics when it comes to art um, i think that can really help people too so maybe that can provide value in the marketplace um, so it's really hard to know um, right now i mean you can have like a vague idea but if i'm going to be able to create freely um, and create a lot of work um, yes i do need to limit myself and try to funnel that raw energy into something but as i'm funneling that raw creative imaginative um, energy into something productive as i pursue that path or as i engage in this um endeavor uh, i i need to be able to look i need to be able to 
um, consider and I need to look for these markers or these landmarks or these pointers. Because if you're just funneling yourself to uh, or if you're just working towards a direction, it's hard to know if you're going the right way if you don't have anything to guide you to affirm you. And I think these three pointers can really help you. Um, is it something that you actually enjoy? Enjoy meaning do you want this thing to be a part of your life? I mean, I want not safer work stuff to be a part of my life, but to be the only thing, nah, I, I want to do a bit more, slightly more uh, uh, other kinds of artwork. Um, I want to be more imaginative with my other pieces and create a bunch of like weird, random, very explorative artwork. Um, so uh, that's something that I have to figure out. But uh, yeah, so you have to find out something or pick something that's or consider if that's something you want to be a part of your life. And I think that's the definition of enjoyment Enjoyment in this case, in this context. So aside from wanting things to be a part of your um, life, you, ha- you also have to consider if you can sustain it. Because if something is going to be a part of your life, it's going to be there for a long time. So you can't just do something that's um, that you actually like, that you enjoy, that you're not exactly regretting it. You, it's something that you would rather do than other things. I mean, that's great. But if you can't sustain it, um, especially you know in your level right now, because we all have like a current status or a current level of uh, experience or skill sets. So if it's something, if you're doing something that's too large, too big, too heavy for you right now, um, that's something you have to be able to uh, tone down, maybe shift your approach, change, like just lessen the amount of workload perhaps or lessen the topics you're trying to handle. Um, or maybe in general, there are just some topics that you may really enjoy, but in the long term, like it's it's a kind of work perhaps that's season, seasonal, like you can't do it like every day or for most days in a week. If it's something that's more trendy, maybe it's spend, I think it's better to spend time on things that are more fundamental that can last for a long time. So maybe if you're into album covers, I'm, I'm just picking a random example here. Um, I mean, that's great, but if it's something that just, like it's more of a spur in the moment kind of thing, then maybe don't invest your time in it. I think time is better spent investing in something that can last you a very long time. So that's the idea of sustainability. Um, This could mean it's not just your actual artwork, but your content creation as well. Um, For me, doing this podcast is very sustainable. Um, I figured out how to do the the audio settings, the recording, the post-processing, the settings for the, the live... Um, adjustments in the equalizers, stuff like that. Just being able to talk with a microphone, um, that this kind of lifestyle of just sharing my ideas out there and putting my thoughts out there. I think this is something I can sustain pretty much almost every day. I can, I, you know, I I may miss uh, uh, a few days here and there, but in general, it's something that can last me a very long time. Now, can this actually? Uh, make me money which is the third pointer um is is there a market for my specific podcast in in my case in this for this podcast i haven't really made this i have this podcast is not intended to actually make money um which is very interesting i think this is this is more for me like i listen to my own um episodes it's a it's a way for me to reflect it's a way for me to consume my own reflections in an audio form and at the same time, I think it does help people for those who are willing willing, or interested to listen. 
And I think it does help build my brand too as a bonus, knowing that there is an actual intellectual side to things, that I'm actually thinking about these things. I'm sharing my struggles. It's kind of like a behind the scenes thing, but it's more, again, on the self-development kind of um, perspective. Um, so in my case, I know this podcast will not make me as much money and that's not the point of it, but it's, you know, I, I, I'm very aware of that. So considering the market, if there is a market, if there is a, a high demand or at least a niche demand for your, the thing you're providing, what do you, the value you provide, right? I was listening to this podcast, um, by Steven, Steve, Steven Zapata and Ahmed Alduri, and in one of the they talked about a bunch of things, but one of the things mentioned was Ahmed. Like he was asked a question from the the chat room, and it's one he mentioned that there is this struggle of trying to find uh, doing work that you really enjoy when it comes to say your portfolio or any kind of content, uh, art content. Do what you like and make that your body of work. That's basically the idea. But he mentioned how you have to struggle with that where that that idea of doing creating what you want but at the same time considering what the market wants so you're kind of stuck between your vision of things and what the market wants and if you're trying to make money if you're trying to make this a business if you're trying to gain some income with this um you do need to consider the market and i think that's something that's it's something that i re- that i really need to work on because i think I'm a bit, I know, I'm fully aware that I'm very leaning, right? Lean a bit more on myself. Maybe there's, maybe there's a bit of narcissism there, who knows? But Or maybe it's an artist kind of thing. It's hard to say, but what I do know, what I can verify, what I'm aware of really is I have to consider what other people want, what the audience want, what the uh, viewers want, what the customers want you know, what the market wants. It's not just about me. So there has to be some sacrifice on my part. Um, hopefully, it's something that you're not, like it's the, it's the thing, it's, it, it has to be something that's, um, that meets a bit of your own values, but also meets the values of the market. So you have to find that in-between special spot. And um, that's something you have to consider when you're trying to move forward and create your, or put your work out there. So these are the three things you have to consider. Um, the enjoyability <laughs> or enjoyability, the enjoyment of it. Do you want it to be a part of your life? Is it, is it something that's, um, yeah. Is it, is it also something that you can sustain in the, the long run? And also uh, you have to consider if that something has a market for it, if there's a demand for it. And you also have to consider, consider if the market is saturated. And if it is saturated, you have to be aware that you do have to be more aggressive when it comes to trying to stand out and beat your competition because you do want to stand out in a very saturated market. If the thing you're choosing is something you enjoy, but uh, you do know that there is a lot of people in the same field, then you're going to have to find a way to stand out. And again, the last point is um, the market. You have to make some sacrifices and actually try to provide value to someone um, whether it be through entertainment, maybe through not safer work stuff, or 
Um, cause it's part of entertainment, you know, it's entertaining to look at. It's nice to look at. It's very, it meets a certain carnal need, like sexuality, like sex always sells. So that's always a good thing in terms of money. And you know, if you're a perverted person like I am, I think it's a good way to generate income, especially as an artist, you know, cause you can do things other people can't. So you can visualize things other people can't. And there, and you, and you can visualize things in a way only you can. So, um, that's a, a big advantage, a big advantage towards yourself. So yeah, you have to consider if something makes money, and um, if something is sustainable, and if it's something that you actually enjoy. And uh, so I guess that's it for this episode, this podcast episode. Consider these three things, and hopefully. Try to look for these landmarks, these pointers, these markers. And I think that can help guide you. It can help remind you that you're on the right track, that you are moving forward. So if you can check out or check these or tick these boxes off, um, I think you're on your way to uh, getting to where you want to be or being or living a life that you are proud of and have pride in and that can actually support you long term. Uh, so yeah, hopefully this episode helps you. I'll see you in the next one.